Listening Dog Media. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or Zepbound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Heal Is Real podcast with Abby Eastwood and Debbie Mack. Hello there and welcome to the Heal Is Real podcast. I'm Debbie Mack and this is Abby Eastwood. Hello. Um, Today we have a fabulous guest who has decided to share her journey with us all. Her name is Maria. She's a hairdresser from Leicestershire and her incredible story with breast implants from the age of 19 has led her on a journey um, that is still ongoing for her today. Um, And I'm just, I'm so glad, Maria, that you have come on to share your journey with us all because... There will be so many women out there that are going to really associate with what you're going through. Thanks so much for coming on. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on in first place. I really appreciate it. And like you say, we need to get it out there. So we do, definitely. So we obviously had a little chat before we started recording and you were 19 when you got your first set of breast implants. Just let's start from there. Let's start from the beginning. So um, growing up... um, I mean, you can see now I'm really slight and I probably weighed about six, six and a half stone when I was 16, 17, going up to like, up into my late 20s. I still didn't weigh a lot. Um, so naturally I was flat chested and was really always unhappy with how I was and just, you know, how you are. You just don't feel like you fit in. You don't feel like you're normal. Um, and then just took the plunge when I was 19 to go ahead and have some breast implants. Um and I guess at that age, all you're thinking is you just want the boobs. You're not really researching it too much. You just want to look good, don't yeah. you? So that's what I did. Did many of your friends have breast implants at the time? No, nobody. Honestly, nobody. But you've got to, you've got to think, I'm 51 now. I mean, we're going back, you know, 30-odd years, aren't we? So Yeah, I was going to say, do you know what year it was that you had them put in? Yeah, it was uh, 1991. Wow. The 3rd of June, to be precise, at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> Wow, so, I mean, 1991. Yeah, it sounds like ancient, isn't it? No, I think, isn't that around no. the era where breast implants were banned in America? I'm going to have a quick look. I'm going to look that up really quickly because I have a feeling that might have been when implants were banned in America. Mm. I think it was a bit after that. Was it? I remember, I remember it, so it might have been a little bit after that, yeah. I'm gonna just. Quickly... And it was just silicon that were taken off the market, wasn't it, Abby? Or was it saline as well? I can't remember. Hang on. Breast implants uh, banned America 90s. Let's see what it says. Let's have a look. Uh, it was 1992 that the FDA banned most uses of silicone-filled breast implants. No way. Yeah, so you had them wow. in 1991. Wow, wasn't that bad luck? And in 1992, mm. yeah, they banned silicone-filled implants. So you were right. Saline manufacturers yeah. were... 
They were, so it says in 1993, the agency notified saline implant manufacturers that they too must submit safety and effectiveness data, but they were allowed to stay on the market. So it was only um, silicon. Do you know what brand you had back then? No, to be fair, I don't know the first brand. The first ones, they were um, smooth, not textured. So they were smooth textured, 150 mil. So they were diddy. They're, tiny. They're only little. I always threw them from flat to an acre. Yeah. They looked really cute. I wish I'd have just kept them that way, to be honest. Still would have been in the same position now, to be honest. The size didn't matter really. And then I still went ahead and had them changed and put back in again, knowing all the ban and all of that. So we didn't know about the uh, breast implant illness. We didn't know about um, ALCL. So we are going to be talking about cancer um, during this episode of the Heal Is Real podcast because you have been on quite a journey yeah, uh, yeah. since you were 19, haven't you, Maria? So so you had them when you were 19. How long did you have them? Presumably problem-free, absolutely fine? No, not really. I had them in and then it was about six months later I had a chronic kidney infection and um, I think I was off work for about a month. I had four lots of antibiotics and nothing was going to shift this flipping kidney infection. And both myself and my mom um, say now that since I had those breast implants, I've never been right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a combination of the implants, your body not wanting them there, um, all the antibiotics, which is never good for you anyway, is it? So, yeah, pain, they were painful. But again, they were quite small, um, couldn't lean on them. It's like, you know, you're on the beach and you have to dig these like holes, don't you, to kind of plonk even the small as they were, you know, to plonk them in. So it couldn't lie on my front at all. It was just so painful. But I think my problems arrived more so in 1999. I had a bit of a bulge on one of them and I was just convinced myself that they'd leaked even though they said they hadn't and they were fine. And then in 1999, I had them changed after the surgeon told me that if I didn't have new ones put in, I would look awful and look like I'd got Spaniel's ears. So, so were you even... thinking at that time that you'd quite like to have them out and he was convincing you otherwise? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I was at that point thinking, do I have them out or do I not? But I was I was more veering towards keeping them, if I'm honest, because um, I was still pretty young and going out clubbing and all of that. And your clothes look good. And yeah. And you hadn't in, you hadn't associated the fact of all your kidney infections and feeling a bit crap to your implants at that point then anyway, because it wasn't known and nobody was putting two and two together. Is that right? Mm. It is right, but I think my problems definitely started more when I had them changed, when I had the textured implants the next time round. I mean, they do say, don't they, about is it the textured implant? And I can categorically say that I had a lot more problems when I had them changed. Um, but the problem I have is that um, having access to all my notes is um, the surgeon, in his own words, um, he put the new implants, so he took the old implants out and... Um, and then put the new implants against my chest wall and left the old capsule there. So he's put the new implant leaning on the old capsule to form another capsule. And in his words, he did actually say, this is not ideal. I hope what I've done doesn't cause this lady problems in the future. And it's like, no shit, Sherlock. Do you know what I mean? Why did you do it if you knew it's going to cause me problems? And here I am. How do, how do you know that he said that? Because I've got literally all the records. So this is another thing I was telling my husband last night is that so I don't think there's many women on the planet that would go to the lengths that I've gone to to get all my information. I've got so much. I've literally got, the only things I haven't got 
records from um, the surgeon that took my breast implants out at the end, completely out and not replaced. That was done on the NHS. Wow. I mean, I have to admit, Maria, I did exactly the same. I've got, I've got every single note under the did sun you? When, yeah. I got, when I got sick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I paid 50 it's quid in writing. to the yeah. GP. Yeah. But just so I could see all my health notes to try and work out what was going on. Um, so, okay. So you've had them changed. You didn't have your spaniel's ears because he persuaded you to have a new set put in. You were 27 at that point. From that moment on, what symptoms then started to appear um, that started to make you feel unwell with this set? So a week later, looking at my records, I went back for um, obviously a review after a week to see how I was going. And my nipples were that sore, seriously. I, I just couldn't even bear anything on them at all. And it just literally just went from there. And the pain was just kind of constant, really. But I just kind of put up with it. And then obviously as the skin stretches, it gets a bit easier. But then they just started to feel weird. And I literally felt like there was fluid in there. And in my notes again yesterday, I was looking uh, in 2009, they actually sent me for a CT scan. And I, I was actually quite emotional when I looked at this piece of paper yesterday. I, I literally had to sort of stop my husband what he was doing and just had to read it because it says on there that I have got fluid buildup in between my interior, exterior capsule, whatever that means, and that my axilla were um, inflamed. And that was in 19... No, 2009. Says it's 2009, the NHS did a scan. They knew that I had this fluid around my implants and that my lymph nodes were inflamed and did absolutely zilcho about it. Said it's fine. Mm. So did they not send off the fluids to get it tested? No, they just saw it on the CT scan. I think, though, at that point, Debs and Maria, I think at that point that BIALCL wasn't even known was it we now know from ladies that we have spoken to during this series and the previous series that the the fluid is is a sign isn't it yeah Yeah. see the problem i've got i I feel a bit stuffed in a way because because i had them removed on the nhs had the surgeon have told me that he wasn't going to remove the whole capsule despite him telling me he would i would have rather he said if that's what you want we can't do this on the nhs you'll have to go private and i would have gone private and got it done properly but then like you say at that time i don't think they were checking fluid so the problem I'm faced with now, and I I don't think I've got ALCL, I hope I haven't, but it's a bit confusing with the cancer that I've got now because they actually thought my cancer now, because I had this breast removed and then the tumour came back under my arm. And even with that, it's it's so... Actually, I've, I've pretty much saved my life for being a bit of a gobby cow, to be honest, and being quite vocal and upfront. Because when I was having the scan done, uh, what, two two or three months ago now, when I first went for the checkup. He was going over it with the scan and I could just tell he wasn't actually on the lump. He was going, yeah, it all looks fine. I says, I'm really sorry. I says, but I don't actually think that you're on the lump that I can feel. I said, would you mind if I took the scan off you, which is a little bit undermining <laughs> in a way, you know. <laughs> you know, you're the radiographer. Good what the hell you. do you know? I'll just take it off and do your job for you. But it's a good job I did because I put him on it and his face literally changed. He didn't stay on it for very long. It was just literally a couple of well, probably about 30 seconds. And then he went over to this side, check this side. It was almost like he was comparing to see what it normal and checking my normal to not normal. And then he went back on this side and he literally went, right, let's do some biopsies. I'm thinking, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have done biopsies if I just didn't take that bloody thing off you then. Yeah. I'd be sat here with cancer. Yeah. Literally soon after that, after a couple of years, I started to get loads of body aches. 
just felt absolutely exhausted even till now just walking up the stairs I, I've been to that many clinics you wouldn't believe I've literally been to every department in the hospital um, and eventually they've diagnosed me with fibromyalgia but after listening to your podcast oh my god it was like it was like a real light bulb moment and I just thought shit this is me I thought I've got breast implant illness I've got frigging fibromyalgia or I guess yeah. they're a bit two of the same, I guess, because they're symptoms. But is it fibromyalgia caused by breast implants that then is breast implant illness? It's all a bit of a. It's, you've just made the you've just made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up by the fact that you listened to our pod and got the light bulb moment. Um, I'm 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 just I'm so glad you did. I've but told it's... so many people. Well, you've seen. I've tried to get people to. It, it's yeah. really emotional. But again, as much as I love my friends and my family, I cannot stress enough. Can you share? this post and they're just like it and it's like share the fucking post so everybody can be aware it's like when you have that light bulb moment it's that thing of you just want the whole world to know about it because you don't want anyone else to go through what you've gone through yeah but sadly uh, I've got a friend whose mother-in-law has actually um she's going through uh surgery today actually um I don't know her name it's Scott's hey. mom um, I wish you all the luck in the world. Um, she's having, she's had loads of chemo. She has got, uh, I think it's stage four. But again, my friend said she's got lymphoma. And then I said, didn't you have breast implants? And it wasn't until I started quizzing my friend. She didn't realise. Since we've been doing the pod, so many people have come to me, like my neighbour saying, oh, my sister has constant migraines. Do you think it could mm. be her implants? And my friend has constant chest infections. Yeah. And, and I can see that one friend has visible hair loss. And yeah. even some people that I follow on social media, mm-hmm. um, celebrities that I know have got implants. One, There's one girl that gets hives all the time and, and she's got implants. And when you know, you see yeah. it everywhere. Yeah, I'm actually meeting another friend this afternoon. Well, I'm hoping to meet her. She's going to call me and she's had her breast implants in for, I'd say, at least 25 years. Wow. She's got fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome. She's literally been in a wheelchair at times. She's been that bad and she will not take those frigging boobs out. And honestly, I'm going to batter her later on because it's just like, just get the damn things out. Especially after 25 years. I mean, she'll have been told they were lifetime devices. There's got to be a connection, seriously. There is. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So many people. Yeah. So anyway, Maria, let's go back to your story as we've digressed. I want to just quickly recap for our listeners. So at 19, you had your first setting. You felt a little bit shit. You had a kidney infection, took lots of antibiotics. And and then you decided to change them when you were 27. My understanding was that you should really get them changed at around 10 years. So Yeah, that's right. To the fair to the surgeon, he did actually say that, but then actually wasn't really thinking about me. I wasn't thinking about let's get some more cash in, in 10 years' time. That's really interesting for that era because actually normally around the 1990s, they were telling you they were lifetime devices. Your really? surgeon was actually, mm. yeah. He was a nice guy. To be fair, I did really like my surgeon. He was really mm. good. But I'm actually kicking myself because he did give me like a, Honestly, it was about that big A4 printed off information and on some of that, and I still find this bizarre to know, and I did question it. He actually puts in there, and I think it's his statement, um, breast implants help prevent breast cancer. What? I, I'm, I've got to find it. I'm sure I would not have thrown that away. I've got to go <laughs> in my little incredible. loft in the garage and find this piece of paper. Wow. And I did question it. I said, how on earth does it help people prevent... I can't remember what bullshit he came out with, but... 
That is what he said. I literally have got a photographic memory. Maybe that was something that they were taught in the 90s that breast implants Who knows? helped prevent what a breast cancer. Theory. I mean, what? I thought it was crazy that my um, the PA to my surgeon said, uh, yeah, the capture is formed to protect the implant, but but to actually be told that breast implants prevent cancer, I don't think we'll ever top that Just one. Just takes oh it to another level, doesn't it? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so at 27, you changed them. You got a new set put in and you started to get lots of aches and pains, um, diagnosed with fibromyalgia, uh, and generally just the felt diagnosis really awful, of fibromyalgia didn't come for years. Oh, okay. Yeah, just okay. felt crap all the time. The fibromyalgia thing. Um, and to be fair, you know, if I think back, because I mean, that was it, neurology, brain scans, this scan, that scan, everything, there's nothing wrong with you, just a total hypochondriac. You know, just go away. You're just a hypochondriac. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you guys know because I'm sure you were the same. Um, I was. And loads of other... Every lady we speak to. Every single lady we speak to, yeah. 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 It's all in your head. I've also had every department of the hospital. Gone and visited every department of the hospital and had brain scans. And uh, I mean, they thought I had meningitis at one point. I nearly had a lumbar puncture. And then they sent me home 10 minutes later saying, actually, all your bloods have come back normal. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, I could barely get off a bed. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. Crazy. Basically, I think there must be so many ladies that have implants that are told that they have fibromyalgia because they've been to the doctors and they've said, oh, my joints ache. Oh, that's what it'll be, fibromyalgia. Oh, we can't really do too much about that, by the way, but that's what you've got. What happened after that? Because this is where your story really does start to get incredibly interesting and also takes a bit of a awful turn health-wise. Dark um, turn, yeah. The, a very dark turn. So how old were you? It's interesting because uh, I got to 40 and I just thought, do you know what? The body's going south. The capsular contractions getting worse. They're going north. It's just not a good look really, is it? So it's like they just really didn't look like they belonged to me in the end. Yeah, I mean, they were only like a, a C-cup. So they weren't big. They weren't stupid. I think they went up to 260cc. He actually wanted me 300 he actually puts in his nose. I think she should have gone bigger. <gasps> well, that's common. Um, it's not for him to decide, though, is it really? Why does he think I should go bigger? What is he doing, perving over me or something? I mean, surely it's the patient's yeah. choice, isn't it? You know, how big they want to go. Should he be encouraging people to have bigger boobs? I mean, what's that all about? Well, I got 10cc more than I asked for, which I know is teeny tiny, but I still got I still got 10cc more than I actually wanted. <laughs> I didn't find out until they were out. Really? Yeah, no way. So crazy so yeah going back to that so I got to 40 and I thought I didn't get to 40 it was before I was 40 so in between 27 and 40 that's when I started having all these investigations and then in 2009 I was 37 at the time I made some notes I'm remembering them though I was 37 had the CT scan knew I'd got the fluid and I could literally sort of Feet, they were rock hard. They were really hard. They were, they were, it turned out they were grade three capsular contraction. And I think they only go to four anyway. Had them out when I was 40. And then as soon as they were out, within a couple of days, I just started to feel like strange lumps and whatever. And I thought, what are these lumps? So I started going back, um, seeing post-op um, people at the hospital NHS, just so much like the healing process. So from then on, that's when I found out they hadn't removed the capsule um, I was absolutely devastated, as you can imagine, because there I am thinking, oh, great, you know, 
I've done this brave thing and I've got these cute little boobies. They look all right. You know, I'm really pleased. And then it's like being smacked in the face with a frying pan to, to know that you've still got these ticking time bombs inside you. You've been promised that they're going to come out and they've decided that whatever comes out with the implant, that that's all they take out and whatever stays behind, they literally just stitch you back up again. Horrific. So at this point, you've now got two sets of capsules left in then, haven't you? Yes, exactly. And do you know what? That really didn't dawn on me till a few weeks ago. Were you aware of capsules though? I was aware. You were, having, you were was. aware of capsules. Okay. By the time I had them removed, I was aware of... Um, I was aware of all of it, actually. I, I had already heard of um, ALCL um, at that time because, obviously, I, I did start to make the connection. Is it because these implants? And I just felt so ill. I just And I'd started to read about all these other women with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia. And I just thought, it just sounds like me. I thought, I've got to get them out. I may or may not feel better, but I've got to get them out and see if it is the implant. So that is why I had them out. It, was, it wasn't just the look, it was more. I'd got to do something to start feeling human again. And if it means taking the tits out, get them out and just see if it makes a difference. And I have to say, unfortunately, it did not for me. But then that might be because the capsules didn't come out, just the implants came out. Well, I was reading a story on uh, Instagram yesterday where um, somebody uh, was still feeling bad and then she went back to a different surgeon to discover that the capsules had been left in he took the capsules out and then she got better so there definitely is something in that and that's why so many people say you have to have the capsules out if you're feeling poorly as well I've definitely noticed my eyes um I've suffered with dry eye for as long as I can remember like needing eye drops all the time and I literally don't have dry eye now to be honest it's it's gone so what else did disappear so for now, it's difficult with me. It's difficult because obviously I'm battling with breast cancer as well. If I was just in the, if I just had an end block in the first place, I could tell if it makes a difference and whatever. But I think the thing that shocked me mostly last night was in 1990 when they did the CT scan. Uh, I keep saying 1990, 2009, um, when they did the CT scan. I mean, they're presented with a patient who's got a grade three capsular contraction. She's got fluid around her implants and she's got inflamed axillaries, nodes. I mean, I'm not saying I have got ALCL, but to me, they are flagging up, shit, this patient could have ALCL, and they've chosen to do bugger all about it. They've just left it. And here I am now, second time breast cancer. Um, And I think the thing is that I was saying to my husband last night, I think what we've got to think about here, because they've also connected squamous cell carcinoma, haven't they now as well, which is skin cancer. Yeah. associated with the um, breast implants. But does it actually cause breast cancer of other kinds? You know, I, I doubt it's just limited to that. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. And also, I have to say, Maria, when you were saying then, I'm dealing with um, having oh. capsules left in, I'm dealing with cancer. You're 51. I'm presuming that you're dealing with menopause as well. Early menopause, 45, done and dusted. Oh, wow. Got it out the way yeah. quickly. Yeah, another thing I had as well. I mean, again, it makes you wonder, though, because it does mess with your hormones, doesn't it, as well, in your endocrine system. Yeah. Um, I had. I mean, I don't know if you can tell. I don't know how much you can see this, but I've got um, pigmentation, which is almost gone now. I mean, it literally, on my forehead, I had a dot about that big that was white, that was my skin colour. The rest of it was just, like, full-on pigmentation everywhere. And, again, you just wonder whether that's all associated with the breast implants and what they do to your endocrine system. So... I'm going to go back a little bit 
you had the second set removed around 2009 and then obviously you got your, uh, when was your diagnosis, your first diagnosis of breast cancer? The scan was in 2009, the CT scan, and then I just sat with it because they said it was okay. Implants removed 2012. But the capsules left in. Add it to the collection, you know, you may as well add it to the collection. You know, there's one in there, you may as well leave the other one in there. (laughs) And then the breast cancer diagnosis, the first one was what year? 2016. Wow. So from 2009 to 2016 or 17, it's still, that's a very long time if it was that basically that was the start of it in 2009. Yeah. I was Um, literally going back to breast clinic yearly, just complaining of lumps and pain. And yeah, they did scans and they they, they keep saying you've got calcifications, but you've got um, dense breast tissue. You know, it can look like that. And then it wasn't because of the time over. It does make you wonder, doesn't it? Because um, when when I had mine and I had cysts and I went for a, a mammogram at the breast clinic, I, I was I was thinking the other day I'd quite like to go back to that breast clinic because I have so many questions to ask now about the ladies that they must see with breast implants and do they have cysts and can they see the capsules and do they speak to women who are uh, presenting uh, illnesses and and visual rashes and. You know, they must know more at the breast clinic. They must see so many people that have got implants and and scan them. Oh, God, definitely. I I totally, totally agree with you. And it's interesting because I was speaking to the surgeon about um, the podcast and she's interested to watch it. So she's written it down as the nurse did as well. And actually, the nurse I was speaking to, she came back into the little room where you're getting your clothes back on and everything. And she went, oh, can you just tell me what that podcast is again? And I just looked at her and I thought, you seem a bit overly interested. And I just went, have you got breast implants? And she went, yeah. All right, get them out. And then I said, no, I said, Look, everybody, not everybody's ill. Let's just start say that, that not everybody is ill. And, but it's having you know, that awareness, say that breast implants make it. It is. It's being informed and having the information there so that you, as a woman or a man or whatever you are who has em- implants, can make an informed decision on the correct information. And yeah. we're not getting it. So at what point did you get your capsules removed? Because you have had them removed since you did manage to get that sorted out, didn't you? I did. So um, when I had breast cancer in 2016 or 17, it escapes me now, um, because I'd got DCIS, which is ductal carcinoma in situ, um, which is basically in the ducts of your your milk breast glands in your boob. And it was uh, seven centimetres by four centimetres area. And I just looked down at my breast and I went, well, basically, that's my whole boob, isn't it? And they went, yeah. I went, so basically, has the whole thing got to come off? And they went, yeah. Um, and I'm quite matter of fact about stuff and I try to keep positive and it's like, well, what can I do? It's got to happen. It's got to happen. And then I had another appointment with her and I, it was just one of those moments and I thought, right, this is my opportunity now. So I said, when you do my mastectomy, is there any chance that you can go behind my muscle to see if that other surgeon has taken the capsule out because he said he'd taken the majority out. And then when she went back in, um, she basically got the rest of it out, which was that big lump that I was talking about earlier. So that all got cleaned up in 2017. I think it was 2017, actually. And then um, three months ago, I went back with this lump. That was cancer in, they thought it was a breast um, tissue cancer. They did the biopsies and in the biopsies, they thought it was actually a breast tissue cancer, not a lymph node. 
But when I went back um, last Friday to get my full results, um, it actually was a lymph node in the end. Um, and even she said, looking at it, I was so surprised. It just really wasn't what we thought. And it has gone into two of your other lymph nodes. So hence uh, where I am now. Uh, and at that point, I, when I was going to have that surgery, I said, can you please just take the other breast off and get rid of that other implant? And that's how I've managed to get both of the implants removed. So now you're totally flat. Yeah, I love it. It's great. So comfortable. Uh, I, I mean, it hurts. I'm still recovering from surgery, but it doesn't bother me at all. So how long ago did you have that surgery? Uh, five weeks tomorrow. I, f- I follow a couple of ladies on Instagram that are totally flat and I've just got I've just got so much respect. And if anything like that did ever happen to me, I would have no problem with doing the same. Ultimately, it's your health that matters, isn't it? At the end of the day, you want to, you want to live and be healthy. Mm, exactly. I just want to feel normal. I, I, I get so envious. I'll go to do a, a yoga class or a Pilates class and I go in there and I start and you've got all these like, old biddies in there that are in the 70s and they're amazing and they're doing all this stuff. and I'm I literally can't do anything the amount of times I've walked out of a class crying my eyes out and left completely depressed because I just haven't got the physical ability to do things and my friends and my clients saying oh why don't you do this why don't you do that and they just don't understand fibromyalgia or BII if it is the fatigue they don't get it when you say to people I can't do that you know and you everything's like stiff your fingers are stiff you know they won't bend back because they're like stiff they just don't get it and it's interesting because going back to me saying to my surgeon about the podcast and I said you know what would be really good actually is if the podcast was listened to by the whole breast team so that you're actually aware of what's happening to these people and I think the most frightening thing for me you're going in with breast cancer you're having a mastectomy or double mastectomy and then they're throwing yeah. silicone breast implants in you. And I just, I, I honestly, I, I said this to her last week. I said, it frightens me. And I just cannot get my head around that you do know this information now. And you're not even telling people if you're fine, if they still want to go ahead with it, that's fine. But are they actually telling people? And another point I wanted to, um, and another thing um, I wanted mm-hmm. to address is on one of your other podcasts, you were saying about, the, you know, the warning label that you get on the cigarette packets. I can't remember what you call that now. Oh, the black box warning. I think they should present that box so that the patient can see that label. That should be law, that that patient sees that label. It's quite easy to do at consultation, isn't it? Well, it's only in the States that the black box warning is on the box. Over here in the oh, UK, it? It has, yeah, it hasn't actually been made a legal requirement. Oh, and they are God, trying to that's change even worse. that. I thought it was here as well. No, there is, uh, there is uh, Maria Caulford, who is... Um, oh, I've got to remember what she's the uh, health, the minister, health for minister for women... For women, she's um, she's basically trying to change that legislation. But actually, Maria, I've just emailed her recently saying, look, it's all good and well doing that. But if we don't see it or the patients don't see it or it's not a legal requirement for the surgeons to actually even have to present that information to the patient, it's an absolute waste of time. And what you really should be doing is making it a legal requirement to tell women of the um the risks, including breast implant illness, but it really we want to change that name because it's more of a systemic reaction to breast implants and the cancer uh, risks as well. It needs to be a legal requirement. And so that's what we're trying to do at the moment, Debs, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. So I, I think to add to that, I think that they should actually show you it. Uh, personally, for me, I don't think telling you is enough because 
when you're in there and you're excited and you want these boobs and whatever, that comment, I think it's just going to go over your head, to be honest. I think it's just as long as you're aware of what you're walking into. You know, when you're young, you are blinkered. And if you want the boobs, as Maria, you and I are, are, are the same. We are both flat-chested, skinny women who desperately wanted to have uh, something to put into a bra because that, that you know, we are similar ages and that's what we wanted back in the 90s and the early noughties, you know, to, to have a, 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 a feminine figure. Um if I had been told of the risks back then, I'd have still gone ahead and done it. I know I would have done because I was just, that's all I wanted. However, it would have helped me know that the 10, 15 years of illnesses that I had were connected to the implants and not just my body breaking down. And I'd have had them out a lot sooner because it was an awful, horrific experience. So, you know, I think just that informed consent process is so important and definitely should be a legal requirement. And I suppose in the meantime, we just need to keep raising awareness. Well, I've done as I've been trying to share as much as I can and hopefully we'll do some more things together and just try and get the awareness out there. Yeah. I won't let it go. You can you can tell, I, can't I can you? guarantee. Yeah. I'm not going to drop it. I am absolutely confident that it will out and and it will be a big story. I I just it can't go on. It really can't go on. And the movement yeah. is, is happening and it's slow, That's but it. it will get there eventually with the more people that share their story. So thank you That's so it. so Girl much. Power. Yeah. <laughs> Girl yeah, power. Yeah, Girl power. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Maria. Cheers. Thank you. The Heal is Real podcast with Abby Eastwood and Debbie Mack. Thank you very much to Maria. We, of course, wish her all the best and she is going to keep in touch with us. Uh, Next week on the Heal Is Real podcast, we're speaking to Georgia from Liverpool, who is a wellness personal coach. She explanted earlier this year and she is coming on to tell us her story of her experience with breast implants and what she has learned along the way. Don't forget to hit follow and subscribe to the podcast. And if you have a story to tell, please do get in touch with us via our Instagram page at the Heal is real podcast. We'll see you next week.